0: is the Bad Reputation Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes on your smartphone or tablet. Featuring the most up-to-date reputation management, social media, and entrepreneurial information on the web. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official. And now, the host of Bad Reputation, the Reputation Rockstar, Todd Collins. In three... Two, one.
1: Hey guys, super excited today. Um, old friend of mine, uh, personal guy who actually does um, some surgical work on me um, in some way or another, but we'll get into that. Uh, my buddy Jason Lynn from Hampstead, Maryland, who, I- was, uh, who was just on uh, Ink Master Um, I could have swore to God this guy was going to win it, but, um,
2: yeah, that makes two of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jason and I have known each other for a really long time. Um, we were actually, believe it or not, um, in middle school together. Jason was about a year. I think he was a year behind me. We were in middle school together for a little while. Then we were in high school together. Um, and then obviously, you know, I left that small town of Hampstead when I was, uh, 18, 19 years old and kind of went off and to these little adventures and, Jason did too, but he also kind of ended up going back and we all feel like we all end up going back to the town where we kind of started. But Jason um, also owns a a tattoo shop now that's pretty much at this point, I would assume is world renowned. Um, And I get all my personal work done from him. I can tell you that if you're even thinking about getting a tattoo, my assumption is that his fees are astronomically high now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well known, which he deserves yeah they're definitely a little higher yeah. i would i would i would assume so if he's listened to any of the times i've been in that chair talking about business i know that he's raised his prices but yeah, i can tell yeah. you the guys the that's guys a got a line demand em- that's exactly right um amazing amazing creativity um um uh soft hand is one thing that when people ask me about um, where i get my work done that's one of the first things i bring up is soft hand Uh, makes you feel comfortable. And that's what people are looking for when, when getting tattoos. But today we're going to talk about um, owning a business, entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about uh, motivation, what keeps Jason kind of going and pushing and and constantly pushing himself to do things um, that are just expanding, not only the tattoo shop, but of course now his personal brand. Um, We'll talk about whatever else. We'll talk about monsters, Halloween, this, that, everything else. And then we're also going to talk about some of the things that Jason's currently doing uh, right now um that is pretty interesting in his life so Jason thanks again for being on the show I appreciate oh, yeah. it I know it was i, I it, it was almost actually before I know we had talked about it kind of like before you got on the show but then I remember uh, when you finally came back on social media and you were saying talking about this I was like man I would love to get him on and Jason was really it was nice enough he didn't have to do this um and I know there's there's people knocking his door down right now to get him on either a show
2: or a radio show or episode. So again, it, it means a lot to me that you would do this. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Absolutely. I mean, I love talking about myself, so it's not a big deal.
1: I mean, I feel like we all do. And I feel like that's really what my my podcast has been about, just uh, pointing out other good people and, and kind of letting them tell their story. So let's start there. Let's start in the very beginning. You're from Hampstead originally, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I grew up in the same town that I live in now. I own a tattoo shop. Moved away for eight years, had a son. And then that's what moved me back here. You're like, the saying goes, you you can never go home again, but I actually just bought the house next door, which is where I'm at now.
1: So when you, when you left, you obviously, I mean, you kind of did the same thing I did, right? Like we were both in that situation where we were like, dude, I got to get out of here. I got, there's gotta be more to something. Cause we have a lot of people. And I mean, you probably still see it where there were people that had relationships in high school. These people got married, they're still together and they have never even left. Yeah. Hampstead or Manchester for that for that matter cuz they're two towns that are so close together. Um, I know both of us were like we got to get out of here, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. We didn't There's- even talk
2: about it but we both were
1: like let's get out of here
2: it's a small little redneck town, man. And it's like, it can be stifling and suffocating living in this like little teeny fish bowl that is Carroll County. So I I, I couldn't wait to get the hell out. And then when I did, I ended up moving back into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you, and you had your son, your son, you know, reminds me so much of you when we were younger. Um, just, just a cool kid. Um, you guys do a lot of fun stuff together, which I love because I'm, I'm the same kind of dad. We always doing fun stuff. And the, your your kid is almost like your best friend. Your son's almost like your best friend. Um, oh, and I absolutely. know I feel the same way, right? Obviously. Um, yeah. So you came back. What what did you do when you came back? Were you were I mean, you were obviously you were tattooing,
2: right? I mean, at that point when you came back, that was the very beginning of my tattoo career. That's when I actually start my my year one is when I moved up here. I did my apprenticeship in Orlando, where I was living and where my son was born. Um, six months later, we moved out of there and moved back up here because where all my family's at and started working for somebody else, did that for a few years and then moved out onto my own. Yeah. And so
1: it's interesting to me that when I think about you, when I remember you in high school, uh, and, and middle school, same way, but you were always drawing, you were always creating in some way or another. We, I mean, you and I both, um, we're heavily into comic books. We were we were heavily into um, you know anime and things of that nature. Um, I I you let on more that you were than than may, maybe me. I was maybe like a closet comic book nerd, which I still am su- super huge in comic books. Right. But <laughs> but that um, was cool to be a comic book. Yeah, nerd. I know it's so, so funny. It like wasn't. everything I thought yes. I was like kind of like si- silent yeah. about it. It's like all oh, cool now, which is exciting for me because nobody right. gets we don't get judged as much. But um, you were always drawing. I just remember you always creating. Was that just kind of like a natural, was that just the natural progression of like, okay, I'm an artist, the, the easiest way for me to to leverage my art to be able to survive and do this for a living is tattooing? Or was it just, was that just something that you were like, dude, no, I'm going to be a tattoo artist. You made that decision a long time ago.
2: Um, I mean, in high school, I wanted to get into comic books and actually do sequential art. Um, I wanted to get into the movie special effects also. That was a big, big passion of mine. Um, And then I started getting tattooed when I was 15. And then it was kind of all downhill from there. Like once I got my first one, I was hooked. It's what I wanted to do professionally. What do you what do you think is
1: the addictive nature of tattoos? What 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 do you think that is? Because I remember feeling that exact same way when I got my first one
2: it's it just I think it's just the excitement of getting something new. It's like anytime you do something new, it's exciting. And this is something new that's gonna last you forever. So like it's like going to the gym, but times infinity, because what you do in a gym only lasts you a little bit because you gotta keep working at it. But what you do in a tattoo shop will literally last you forever. So it's like you're permanently changing yourself. So okay, so when you came you came back, you did
1: your apprenticeship, you came back. At that point, you were, You said you worked for someone locally, um, and then you were just like, okay, I'm going to... Now, you had never run a business
2: before. No. I'd only been tattooing for three years, never ran a business, but I worked with enough people to know what to do and then what not to do as far as being a business owner, and I think it was 20... Yeah, it was 2009 when I opened up. So I don't even know what the hell the math is that tw- 29 years old when I opened my business up. And so 10 years later, I'm still still going strong. They haven't fired me yet. <laughs> <laughs> so being, be, being,
1: obviously you're still, you're, you're still an artist. You're still, you're still creating, you're creating every day, actually. Um, if you, if you don't follow Jason, we're going to, we're going to talk about how you can follow Jason um, on social media, but a lot of drawings, a lot, shares a lot of drawings and things that he's constantly creating, not only for other people, but for himself and putting it out there and saying, Hey, I'll put this on your body. Um, that being said, do you ever stumble into a point where you wish maybe you worked for somebody
2: else? Or are you happy oh, with, from the standpoint of yeah. having your own place? Constantly, constantly. Yeah. I think owning a business kind of makes you a slave to that business. And like, you don't get the ability to clock in and clock out. And enjoy your free time. You own a business. You're working twenty four hours a day. I dream about this place and marketing and networking and you know appointments that are coming up and just all the stresses that go with it. So you never get to check out like you do when you just work for somebody else.
1: Yeah, and and one of the things that I fight with you know internally because we I mean I know you have employees and we and you know of course we have employees for the agency and everything else like that. Um, our expectation is that we always want them. To work as hard as we do and we kind of question that we're we're almost like what you know why aren't they why why don't they put in the effort that I'm putting in and I always find like I'm like dude I can't expect that from
2: them it's impossible yeah yeah I learned a long time ago never judge other people by the same standards which you judge yourself Mm because you're just gonna set yourself up for disappointment most of the time Maddie, quote
1: that, grab that quote and make sure you, when you're listening to this one, that was a really good one. Um, and, and see, that's what I find interesting. So I remember you and I, so um, I went through a struggle, uh, obviously a couple of years ago and, um, you know, uh, you, I was in the tattoo chair and I remember came I came to you and I said, listen, man, there's some stuff I want to get done on my arm. Um, and a lot of it was personal stuff. I mean, actually all of it on my right arm that everything that Jason's done here is has to do with my kids, my family in some way or another, in some sort of mysterious way. And um, what I find interesting is when you find a tattoo artist that you're comfortable with, it's almost like finding a doctor or uh, a bartender or a psychologist or someone like that, where it's like the trust factor has got to be so high, right? Um, And you find that right person that you're almost unwilling to let someone else touch you in that way, because it is a very serious connection that has to be made, especially when you come back the second time. Like you're like, okay, that's the only person I'm letting do this to me. Um, moving forward, um, what do you think that is? What do you? Why do you think that is? Is it because it's there's there's physical
2: pain involved? No, it's it's literally hands on. It's, it's extremely personal. It's like you're you're trusting this person to change you permanently. You know, so it becomes something you have to have faith and trust in that person and then you develop a bond. If, if you don't, then you probably aren't going to go back to that same guy unless the work is really good. But I know all the people that I've gotten a lot of work from repeatedly have all been people that I've developed friendships with. Even a lot of my own clients, I've become friends with them outside of the shop.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the interesting things. And look, I mean, you know, I posted something pretty vulnerable today about how, I, you know, um, I haven't had a sip of alcohol in five years and I, and I, but I, I put it out there in a standpoint of like, I don't judge people because they drink. Like I'm not that type of person. I was just kind of showing, Hey, look, if you're trying to get rid of, of feeling or whatever, by replacing it with this, it's, it's, that's, that's not the right way to do it. And there are other, other ways to do it. And I can, you know, if you ever need somebody to talk to, you can talk to me about it. And I kind of put that out there today and it got a lot of traction, but what was interesting is I remember being in that chair, I was going through this really difficult time in my life. And I remember just being able to talk to you while I was going through it. And you were just listening. I just remember you listening and you would chime in every now and then, but it was amazing to me that I was like, uh, during this process, I was able to talk to you and I remember, and actually remember that. And I got through that process, that tough process, over that that uh, two year span. But I remember that because I remember you, you know, jumping in and giving your opinions and things like that. So it's it's that's almost the the kind of connection that I was thinking about from like a bartender standpoint, where it's somebody that you trust across from the bar, or it's the doctor that uh, finally brings out uh, the situation that maybe you're dealing with. Um, so it's almost like a confidant, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. We're, it doesn't. Like, what it said in the chair doesn't leave the chair.
2: Yeah, we're like a psychologist meets a bartender meets a gynecologist, all wrapped up in one. I <laughs> love that you put it that way. It's my favorite.
1: Um, so, this, so the tattoo shop gets started. You're off and running.
2: What, do you hit a roadblock at all? Oh, I hit tons of roadblocks. Man, it was nothing but roadblocks for probably the first three years. And I thought I made the biggest mistake of my life opening up this place because I was broke. I spent all my money to develop my tattoo shop and uh, work by myself for a big chunk of it. And yeah, but many times I just wanted to just pack it up and go work for somebody else again.
1: And being that we were from Hampstead, being that it's, it's an extremely conservative town um, and, and that's maybe starting to widen now. And I believe that you're a big yeah. part of, I believe you're a big part of that. I, I, I think, I, I think you, uh, our our kids' generation is a big part of that, but I also think that you're a big part of that. When what was the acceptance like of a tattoo shop coming to Hampstead when you decided to to move
2: this forward? Surprisingly, really good. Like I, I went to the the town um, manager to see if I could even own a tattoo shop in Hampstead, and because uh, there was never one here, I thought there must have been some kind of law about it, and there wasn't. Then nobody bothered to ever open one, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll be that guy."
1: And, and they, you took they, the
2: they, yeah, and you took the rest. Now I remember through. you. You were, we're right in another location too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was all like literally on the wrong side of the tracks, south of where town is, kind of right outside the limits in the little rinky-dink shopping center, where nobody knew I was, but I still made it work. And then uh, five years into that, I moved the business actually onto Main Street, where the downtown is. Yep, and uh, that's where I've been for five years now.
1: Yeah, and you're you're in the right you're in the right spot now. There's no question about it. I mean, you're oh, yeah. in literally the heart of the town.
2: Yep. Um, and it's funny because
1: that when I whenever I drive through there, uh, I remember like Bob's Variety used to be right by that light. I don't know if you remember that, John. Yep. I think John's dad used to own that. Yeah. Um, our buddy John, and uh, he he was a really uh, really cool guy. But uh, yeah, it's it's right there, and it's it's so cool. And here's the interesting thing too is that when you go into this place, um. You, you almost could go and now you could almost go into Jason's tattoo shop and actually walk around in it and probably be there for about an hour and a half to two hours just looking at the things that Jason's collected throughout the years that are inside, inside this place. Um, it, it's very, very interesting. And when he talks about it almost being like an emporium or like a museum. It really is that. It's like when you walk in. And so what you did is you created this environment that you work in every day that you're extremely
2: comfortable in. Um, Well, that and I kind of just wanted an excuse to buy up all this junk that I got and write it off my taxes. So (laughs) by putting it in here, it just allows that to happen. Yeah, and 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 that's the one thing I want you guys. I, I hope you guys when
1: when you when you do go and visit uh, the shop, I really want you guys to go in there and, and you know, of course take pictures and things of that nature. But I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind. It's 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 really like walking into uh, a different dimension. Uh, at least in my eyes, it was it's it's a, it's a really cool environment and it makes you feel super comfortable. It's not one of those places, uh, most tattoo shops where you walk in and, and there's really no kind of soul to it, and you can tell that Jason puts a lot of effort into. Um, not only what he does for a living, but the av- obvious atmosphere of, of the location. So we get the tattoo shop moved into Hampstead. Everything's going well. Um, you start hiring more people, right? You start hiring other artists. How do you vet, how do you vet someone to make sure that they
2: fit into your team? Right. Oh, just trial and error. That's it. I read, okay. I, I think I've fired more people than who work for me now over the years, which sucks, but that's just how it is. Just look at their work ethic, look at the work that they're producing and just if they, if personalities don't clash, that's the, that's the big one right there.
1: I'll tell you what's interesting and kind of in this, and this actually will, it'll probably make sense to you. You have, how many employees do you have now? I have three others that tattoo for me. Okay. So you have three other artists. We've got like 20 employees now, right? <laughs> it's crazy. So when we meet with when I meet with somebody, I'll meet with a client. We'll talk to them this, that, and everything else. Their assumption, their expectation, sometimes when we talk, is that they're getting me, right? Mm-hmm. Which is that's that shouldn't be the expectation, right? Yeah. They're going to get one of my employees. Do you ever do you do you do you ever run into a situation where someone comes in and they want to get something done and it's maybe not right for you, and but they wanted you to do it anyway? Yeah. How do you, time. okay? So how full do you? Yeah. How do you handle that? Right. Because you're, you're there. I mean, do you just, are you very forward and you're like, dude, that's just not the type of art that I'm good at. But, but, uh, and I don't know one of your employees names, but Jenny over here, she's really, really good at that part. You'd rather have her and they say, no, no, I want you to do it. How do you deal with that?
2: Um, like, 50% 50% bullshit and then 50% honesty. You know, If it's yeah. something I don't want to do, I'll give them a good reason why I don't want to do it. If I think it's not going to be a good reason that they're going to accept, I'll bullshit it. You know, I'll tell them something like it's better suited for somebody else. But if I don't want to do it, chances are pretty good I'm not going to do it. Especially at this point when I have more work than I can handle. Whereas before I used to take everything that walked in the door because I needed right. to pay bills. But now I have the luxury to say no, which isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah. And, and what's funny is we actually, both of you, b- both you and I are, are almost on the same trajectory. You're obviously trajecting faster and higher than I am at this point in my life, but it's okay. I'm, because I'm super happy for you, for what you're doing, but we're on the same trajectory where we both have the ability to say no now because we're both at a financial place where we're happy and we're, we're sad at where I want, I don't want to say satisfied, but we're comfortable enough where we can say no and still be okay. Yeah. Um, it's a really freeing thing as an entrepreneur to have that feeling. It's weird to say no to business. Yes, because <laughs> because I'm not used to doing it ever. No, no, because you're almost it's 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 it, it's it's very very odd. But it but but I say no based on if I don't like the person, if the if from an if, if from a, a connection standpoint, I don't feel it. Like I don't think no matter what I because I've I've talked about this before where a client might not. I'm saying things and they're just not getting it. And I know that the, if the connection is bad up front, that it's not going to work moving forward. So there doesn't matter what I do. I know it's not going to be met. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's a very, that I believe when an entrepreneur gets to the point where they have the ability to say no and feel okay about it, that that's the true success of an entrepreneur. Oh, that's there. when you've
2: reached your, I believe that. Yeah, you, You've earned that. So yeah, yes. it's just, it's There's not a financial that, thing, right? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's well, I mean it is a financial thing that I get to say no now because I can afford to But now I get to look at not just paying my bills on time, but look at making my craft better than what it was before. So whereas I used to take stuff just to pay the bills, stuff that I don't really care about doing, now I'm just taking stuff that I do care about doing, stuff that I'm passionate about doing. It's paying my bills better, and then it's making me a better tattoo for it because I'm putting more passion and more effort into this stuff because it's not just bill-paying tattoos.
1: Yeah, and so... Many of the listeners here, uh, obviously more people are getting tattoos today. It's, it's more accepted than, than ever. Um, more of a, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think we, I don't think we, you know, I didn't think our generation would ever see the day where somebody could sit down in a corporate boardroom and have their tattoos showing and it be okay or accepted. And it just is now it is, um, what do you think the reason is behind that? Do you think it's just because our generation was just like, dude, fucking tattoos are cool. We like them. We like getting them, and we're not going to judge people on them anymore. Or think do you, is
2: it, that it? Just, I mean, just that old it's, that easy, right? Is dying off. Like, it's it's not like it was, you know, 40 years ago when it's just sailors and criminals with tattoos. Right. Now it's doctors and lawyers. It's common people. Everybody has tattoos at this point. Well, most of them do. As as someone who's all
1: authentically been around that genre for so long, do you still have, I remember if, if I, re- I just remember people like getting a tattoo and I would be like, dude, I can't believe I, I like in my head, right. Years ago, I'd be like, I can't believe they got a tattoo. Like it makes no sense to me. Like they, and they got this tattoo. It means nothing. It doesn't make any sense. Like whatever it is. Do you, do you find it almost like you were way ahead, right? You were obviously in my head, you were way ahead of the game a long time ago um, not only from a style standpoint um, because you have your own unique style and I think everybody knows that and you put a lot of effort into it there's no question about it but do you have any kind of like negative feelings towards that where people like kind of people like intrus- intrusively got into that genre and were like oh, oh hell no I
2: mean I was I locked out like when I wanted to get into tattooing when I was a teenager it wasn't big it was still like a thing that was just like counterculture, it was just a small group of people getting them. And then it blew up. And like I said, I was just fortunate enough to be in it when that happened and I could capitalize on it, which I did, which is why I opened up my shop because I saw the industry getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, I want to carve a chunk of this out for myself and not just do it for somebody else. Yeah. Did, are, are, are you guys, do, you guys do piercings as well, right? No, we don't even do that anymore. Like that, that was one of those things we did to get people into the door. It just made us some extra cash, but now it's at the point to where we don't need it. We don't have the time for it. We just stick to doing tattoos. So your, your creative side is,
1: in my opinion, a lot of the, a lot of the original stuff that you do, it has almost like a stamp on it. It's almost like a fingerprint. Like I can tell if someone shows me a piece of your art, I know that it's yours. Where where does that come from?
2: Where do you, I mean? Do you do you have any idea where how you tap into that? No, I have no clue. It's just just what I do. It's just just from years of drawing. I guess I developed a style. I didn't even realize that I did, but just I guess being an illustrator as well as a tattooer, which aren't always the same thing. There's a lot of tattooers out there who aren't illustrators. And they don't have the kind of fingerprint that I have and other tattooers do. Like a lot of their shit just looks the same. So, but I guess just drawing as much as I did and painting and just sticking to find different mediums, you know, it just became my identity, like artistically. So we, so we moved into, we moved into the new location. We got
1: employees coming through the, the styles there. We get rid of the piercing tattoos are getting done. Business is good. Everything's going great. As far as being a dad and being a business owner, how the hell do you balance
2: that? Oh, I didn't for years. Like uh, it was, it was super tough. This, this shop like ruined multiple relationships and it, it made it very difficult for me to be a father and have friends because I was putting so much of my attention into this building, into this business that it was consuming all of my energy. So I, I don't know how I just found the time to, to divert to other people like just I don't mean, know. I have no clue. It just worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and it's a hard question to answer because I I've been quoted a bunch of times in like, like magazines and in like, and and other podcasts where people have interviewed me, where I, I literally say like, I'm like business comes first and then everything else. And people are like, dude, how can you say that? And I'm like, well, you have to understand, like if the bit, if I don't do well here, then everything else crumbles over here like the kids can't get what they want like my my spouse can't get what she wants Absolutely. i can't provide right all these different things and so i i'm i'm almost concerned that's the one thing that one of the only things that concerns me a little bit about our kids generation is that a lot of things are very easy
2: very easily accessible oh everything's all swipe right right if you don't like it you swipe right on it you get something exactly. else exactly
1: and i think and i and i'm pretty sure that the reason that we've had so many good business people come or younger guys or younger gals come out of Hampstead and that and, and that Carroll County area is that we were all kind of brought up with a specific work ethic in that old style of being raised that way and i feel like that work ethic side might be slightly declining on the other side like I know for, I try as hard as I can to push that in, into my kids where I'm like, dude, you, if you want it, you got to work for it. It's okay, true
2: for thought. So if that's true, then why aren't there better business people coming out of younger generations? Because all of my business ethic, I learned from my dad yep. and they got handed down to me. And I'm like, I'm handing it down to my son now because of the, one of the earliest things that I learned from my dad is rule number one is take care of number one. So I always made sure to prioritize myself over everybody else, because if I can take care of myself, then I can take care of my son. I can take care of my wife or girlfriend. I can take care of everybody else. But why, why, why isn't that happening now then? Yeah, and that's a great question. And I, and,
1: and it, I don't think it's happening enough, but I know by knowing you, Right. And seeing how you interact with your son. And, and same thing with me, right? Like, where if I want my kids to go out, like Renner or Logan said to me the other day, is like, Dad, I want, I want AirPods. I'm like, dude, that's an absolutely ridiculous goal. But he said, No, this is something I really want. I was like, All right, cool, man. You can get AirPods. I was like, You need to do some work, though, to earn the money to be able right. to do that. So the first thing this kid did was go up to his room, pull out a bunch of stuff that he didn't use anymore put it out on the end of the street. By the way, he lives in Hampstead. Put it out on the end of the street of the neighborhood. And his, my ex-wife said, there's no way you're going to sell anything. This kid made 16 bucks just by selling stuff to people on the side of the road. That's a start. Right. Comes, comes over to my house, does a bunch of yard work, earns some more money, goes and buys his AirPods. So every weekend now he comes to me and he goes, what can I do to make some more money? I'm like, let's, let's do it. I'll give you a job. to it. Perfect. So we're, 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 I, and that 100% directly comes from my dad. There's no question about it. Guy, 77 years old, still working. Um, and his belief is that the minute that you rest, you rust.
2: Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Rolling stones, man.
1: Uh, yeah. And, and it's just, it's just how it goes. So um, it's exciting to me that again, people tend to judge uh, sometimes the people, the, the, sometimes people, the way they look uh, by the, by the book, you know, the cover of the book, but interestingly enough, you'd be surprised how great, um, a parent Jason actually is, um, and how much he cares about his son and the stuff that he does with his son. You guys should really go, ch- again, check it out on social media. They do a lot of, really. I think they were making brownies. I think
0: they yeah. were making brownies yeah. last night
1: or today, but just, yeah, man, Th- those are the things that our kids remember down, like way down the road and, and that you probably remember doing stuff like that with your dad too. Same thing, yep. uh, situations. So, Everything is rocking and rolling. You're balancing the, the the dad, you're balancing the job, this and everything else. And then let's get into, because we had to wait for the show to end. Let's get into how this all came about with
2: Ink Master. Um, well, I guess it was like right about this time last year, I got an email for casting, which I thought was a joke and got him on the horn, talked to him a little bit. Still thought it was a joke. And it wasn't until I did a FaceTime interview with the casting agents then I was like, okay, cool. So maybe this isn't bullshit anymore. And um, once that happened, about a week later, I got another call from them telling me I'm moving on to the next phase of the casting process. It was like three or four phases. Then at any point I can be knocked off. And I made it through. So it took like maybe five months-ish from point A to point B through the casting process. And FaceTime interviews, had to take a psyche vow, which I guess I passed. And then... Um, send them copies of my tattoos pictures wardrobe took a while to figure that one out which was cool because I I got a pretty unique style on the show which was what I wanted and uh, that was it the rest is all uphill
1: from there and so this email comes in everything's I mean and you're probably thinking to yourself you're like dude like it was a part of you going like no I don't want to do this
2: or were you like dude this is it this is my fucking time right now this is it this is definitely it. I had emailed them years ago about trying to get in. Like it was definitely something that I wanted to do. And I, I know that I'm a versatile enough tattooer that I would have done well on this show. And I know they got a pretty big personality and that's really what they want. You know, the show is not about tattooing right. as much as it is about people. And I knew that I'm going to give them great television. So, and, and it worked out pretty well for both of and, us. And you, and you did, I mean, there's no question about it. Whether or not
1: you won or not, you were the fan you were the fan favorite there's no question about that not only where we live but it just from look i'm all over social media all day long it's my job just from tweets and everything else that i see you were the fan favorite yeah um in my opinion and i think if it was judged like that i think you would have come away the winner um but at the end of the day i think you know you won anyway
2: if you really if you really think oh, yeah. about it I mean there's there's really no losing on that whole no. show. Like even if you're the first guy off, you're still going to get some attention from it. You're still going to get recognition, you're still yep. going to get business off of it. You know, you make it to the final 3 like I did, which was my goal going into it, then yeah, there's no losing. I mean, I came in third place, but I'm I'm still banking off of it and I will for a very long time. Agreed. Um the you
1: you go ghost on social media this time last year. You
2: yep. go ghost. Right. Um, no, it was about, it was, we, we filmed in January, early January when we started filming and that's when I had to drop off of social media. I gave everybody online a bullshit excuse about how I was going on a sabbatical because I needed to like find myself and I made it like really, cryptic. um, yeah, really cryptic, very misdirecting to this. Like I was going through a bad breakup and I was just, you know, feeling sorry for myself and everybody took a hook, line and sinker. And it wasn't until June that it got revealed that that's where I was and jokes on everybody else.
1: I'm going to totally admit to you right now that you got me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I go back through our DMs, I think I DM'd you and was like, dude, whatever it is, man, you're going to get through it. You'll be okay. And yeah. I'm sure you got like a million of those,
2: right? No, you got a lot of right prayers, now. a lot of people praying for me. So I, I,
1: uh, my assumption at that point was like, you were like, okay, these are the real people that actually are like are like, Hey man, this guy supports me, you know? Cause yeah. that's the next thing I want to talk about. So you're well known. People know who you are. You've already got clientele. You've got loyal clientele, right? You've got people like me and Chris and guys like that, that are already coming to you and we're like, dude, we want to support you. You know, I go in there. I'm like, dude, you know, I want to buy a shirt. I want to do this. I want to do all these you know things that I can do for you. Then you come back on social media and all of a sudden, this is why you were really gone. The, the wool is pulled over everybody's eyes. We now figure out, uh, you know, where you were. Um, talk to me about how that little movement, that, that one post where you were like, this is, this is happening, how that changed your life from that standpoint.
0: Um,
2: oh, I don't even really know. I mean, I guess that was the beginning of the end of regular Jason. And that's when I couldn't just be Jason Lin anymore. Then I was full-time creepy Jason, this, right. like this alter ego that I developed for, for television, which, which worked out. It was great. It was, it was a marketing strategy and it completely paid off the way I wanted it to. But w- once I announced that I was on it, then it was like full-time social media, like just trying to... Market this and and really just milk the Ink Master teats as best as I can to take advantage of the position that I was put in. Because if you don't market it, then you're not going to succeed as well. And then the sacrifice that you made while you're on there, because it is a pretty big sacrifice, will be all for nothing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, some of the cast members that you had uh, haven't done that. They haven't. They haven't put. They haven't moved. And and I I I just wanted to look at them, but I, I feel like you you're one of the people that took most advantage of from a marketing aspect and understanding how these channels work and understanding the engagement and communication with your fan base now, how important that really is to continue um everything that you want to get out of it, right? I mean that's oh, yeah. people don't realize
2: that, right? Yeah, well I mean that's that's who runs the show are the fans and that's who pays my bills are my fans and my clients you know it's like that that line from gladiator it's where you got to you got to win the crowd and that's all i was trying to do was win the crowd did you have people coming out of the woodwork that you hadn't heard from
1: in years that maybe huh? situations were maybe not as great as they were before and then now all of a sudden they wanted to reconnect
2: Just oh absolutely curious. yeah 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 but i'm i'm not a fucking idiot you know yeah, of course good. not I, I know who my, my friends and family are, and it's, you know, it's going to take a lot more than them just shooting me some DMs right. to try to get back in my favor, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. hook them up with some tattoos, but that's about it.
1: Yeah. And so that was one of the interesting things. Cause I, so Chris, you know, so I helped Chris, um, our buddy, Chris Copeland, good guy, um. Chris was, was struggling a couple years ago, and we talked freely about this. He was struggling, um, I guess, about a year ago with, with his weight and things of that nature, and uh, couldn't get motivated. So I got him some um, some personal training um, stuff at a gym for himself, made sure he was taken care of there, and uh, got him into the gym, and he's done great things now. You can see he's, he's made a, almost 180 degrees change from for, in a physical aspect for himself. He's feeling a lot better about himself. I see him at the gym every day. Obviously, he's got more tattoos on his body now because of Jason. Um, and Chris is very hyped when showing those tattoos off as much as he can, saying, hey, look, man, Jason just, just did this one for me. He just did this one for me. Um, and it became... Uh, a, a big communication with us when we would see each other at the gym every afternoon, we we would talk about the show. We would, we would talk about like, dude, what do you think, man? You think he's going to, what, what do you think's going to gonna go down next? You know, we were all talking about Nick, you know, Nick, obviously I sent Nick in there a yeah. couple of days ago and, and, and you were able to, um, I think you were able to do this one is for, for Nick's dad. And Nick got that finally for his dad um, that had passed away. And uh, you know, we would all sit there and talk about it and everything else like that. And I was dead set, dead set was like, he's gonna win. There's no I I know there's no way that this guy's not gonna make it. However, at the end, I remember saying to Chris, I said, wait a minute. Now this was battle of the sexes. I was like, if Jason wins, this could hurt that show. Oh yeah. Almost I felt like a girl had to win the show.
2: Yeah. Do you I don't want to be the guy to beat out two women in the show.
1: No, no. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, and, and I told Chris that I said, I said that show needed to have a girl win in my, and, and, and who won well, she did well. I mean, there's no question about it to both very, both girls, very, very talented, but if you would have won, I think that there would have been a scarlet letter
2: on you. Oh, absolutely. Plus, I mean, I knew Laura was going to win it. Um, halfway through filming, the season like I had no shadow of a doubt that she was at least going to the finale if not winning the whole damn thing and that's what you can even see this bond between her and I start getting stronger and stronger as the season continues and like this friendly rivalry that her and I have together is all based off of that like I knew she was going and I don't have a problem like riding on the shoulders of giants to get to where I want to be also Clip that one too, Maddie. That was a
1: fucking good one. This dude's dropping quotes like crazy right now. Um, yeah, and so and, and that was what I remember talking to Chris about that. And we walked away, and I was like, "Yeah, man." I was said, "I said, but in my mind." And we just talked about this. In my mind, you still won, right? Because you were the last guy, and in my opinion, that means you still won in some way oh, or another. Holy. No, totally. Has nothing to do with being a girl or a guy. I'm glad that they did it that way. I'm glad that they're they're actually met, putting a magnifying glass on, on on these female tattoo artists that are very very talented, um, and 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 I think it's important. I think it's it's important to show uh, the again younger generations that this is something that girls can do too. It's not something that it was just this guys or tattoo artist thing, and you know you couldn't be a girl tattoo artist or you, you got to start off as a piercer or something like that. I don't know, but I've always found a lot of comfort in. Um, um, girl tattoo artist, and I've actually had a couple tattoos done by some females, and they're and they're amazing. Um yeah so,
2: she's awesome too like there's yeah. no no shadow of a doubt like honestly pound for pound she's a way better tattooer than i am she's fucking awesome yeah and so, i think also to I'm, her, i have no problem with that whatsoever yeah she's absolutely what she I, does and i also think style differences too right like there's i mean there's a style
1: difference there's no question there's a style difference there right well, she's a,
2: she's like a, i brought up the whole thing about illustrators and tattooers and a lot of times they're not the same she's also an illustrator she spends a lot of time drawing and creating not just for tattoos but just because she wants to and you can see that in her work. Like you, it definitely reflects in the craftsmanship of what she does. Whereas a lot of other tattooers on that show, they're just tattooers. They're not illustrators. And, and that's why they get picked off earlier in the season and they don't make it nearly as far. Yeah.
1: I mean, you could tell she had an extremely creative mindset. There's no oh, yeah. question about it. Um, And and I and I believe that that is something that is innate in a person. I don't believe, I do believe that you learn as you go, like you were saying, the tattoo artists, there's some of those people, it's like a learned craft. But I believe also that it's a very it's something that's also when when you're an artist it's innate in you it's something that you just have to get out of you, yeah. Um, and I and I just believe and it seems to me both of you both have that. There's no question about it. And she she was a, a warrior on that show. Um, so the show ends, right? You know it's over. You know who wins. You know all of it. You can't talk about it, which has got to be crazy because i'm sure people were asking you know or maybe they didn't maybe they were just like honoring your your that you have you can't say it or can't talk yeah. about it you did a very good job of entertaining us all while the show was on no question about that as well um did you already have that set in your mind like how you were going to do this when you got back did you already have this all planned out
2: no because you did a, whole, a lot of winging it yeah okay I had no clue so you did it all by just you wink you you winged it Oh, 100%, 100%, yeah. I mean, while I, was, while I was filming, I definitely had a game plan during the filming process, uh, but I didn't know how they were going to edit anything. Like, I didn't see the episodes earlier than anybody else did. I watched them the same time everybody else did, so I couldn't prepare anything in advance because I didn't know what they were going to show and what they weren't going to show, or how they were going to twist it, because, you know, it's television, so right. they can edit anything the way they wanted to, and they can make anybody look any way they want to look, so just had to just just strap myself in for the ride and just see where it goes has your has it, it this has got to be exciting
1: for your boy i mean oh, it's
2: still- hard to tell he's 14 so he's pretty tough to read
1: yeah i <laughs> think <laughs> so. i got logan's gonna be 13 and reagan reagan's 10 but she's going on like 19 right now yeah, and yeah. i'm telling you right now dude i'm i'm kind of like I, I can only imagine what our parents were going through because now i'm starting to realize it you know what I mean? Where it's just like head down in the phone or playing video games and stuff like that. I'm yep, like all the time. Yeah, it's all right. It's cool. <laughs> um, it, it's, it, it's it's that's awesome. I
2: but I did see him. He was he. I think he got he got to go out to Vegas with you, right? Yeah, he went to the finale with me in Vegas. Got to miss a couple of days of school for it, which I, surprisingly he wasn't too excited about, which kind of blew me away. I'm like, look, dude, you get to miss three days of school to go to Las Vegas. I was like, if I was in your shoes, I'd be pretty fucking pumped right now. <laughs> But I think he's just worried about missing too much work and his grades slipping, which I definitely respect that.
1: I yeah. Know. I mean, especially you and I. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, I know you got, I know you did well in high school, or at least you you could have done well if you wanted to do well.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Me too, right. And I was
1: like, <laughs> we just got by. But yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. It's so funny too, because, so Logan, you know, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because he sounds like your son does, does great in school and everything else like that. You know, our kids- are doing unbelievable in school, and I did not great in school at all. I mean, yeah. I did just enough to get by. That was everything I did. What do you think the reason? What do you think it is now, with with them, where where they're putting such emphasis and importance on school? It's. I mean, do you do that to him? Do you go, dude? It's just you got to get good grades. Oh like, yeah. yeah do, okay, so so do I. So yeah, do yeah. I. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm 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 on him way more than I was on myself. when yes. it comes to grades, which which sucks. It makes me definitely a hypocrite when I try to talk to him about how important school is and how he needs to do good in school to do well in life. When I look at myself and how I did horrible in school and then I end up doing pretty good in life in the long run, but I think- I'm the same way. I'm in the same boat, I keep telling that school is there to just kind of teach you how to function in a society and how to deal with people that you don't fucking like. And that's it. Like, that's the only thing you really need to take out of it and just keep your head down do what you're told, and just try to get to the end as best as you can. That's it.
1: Maddie clipped that one too. Fucking guy is this is amazing. Now here's the other thing. I think you can pay extra to Jason, and he'll actually uh, motivate you while he's tattooing you with these quotes and things <laughs> of that nature, and it'll make you feel really good when you leave there. Um, yeah, right. help hide the pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're, you're, you're out in Vegas The show let, at this point. Let's, let's fast forward to um, you know, a lot of the fun that was being had there. Of course, Greenmount station um, is one of your, one of your watering holes um, of choice and uh, you did a lot of events and things there. Um, yeah. It seems like the community was really involved in it. They had a good time. Oh, yeah. They were all coming out. They were all being supportive. Um, and then the, the finale uh, was uh, or the end of the, the, the show was um, at uh Joe in Westminster. Yep. Um, uh, I, I think Nick was able to make it out. I couldn't, I wanted to go so bad, but we were literally moving from our old house to our new house that exact same day. And I felt terrible about it, but I was following along with everything that was going on, which God bless social media to be able to do that. But you're there. The assumption in everybody's mind is is you, that you're winning. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. And you did a great job of it. Cause you were like, you moved the venue smart. You move the venue to somewhere else. You dress. I mean, you really put up a, like a full-on. You know, co- like I want to say costume because gotta gotta be honest with you. If you know Jason, we'll call it a costume.
2: That's what I we'll it felt call like. it a costume. Yeah, but Jason will dress like this on
1: a normal day. Um, and it, and I, I want to kind of side note this real quick. If you guys are into Batman, if you really into Batman, not like you're into Batman like bullshit Batman, but if you're really into Batman if you go deep into J- Jason's social media, you'll find some amazing Batman costumes where he's dressed up as Batman oh, yeah. in his own way. And they're fucking amazing. And I think that's a whole nother job and, and business that he's got on the side that he should have, where he's designing these costumes for people. Um, I think you make an ass ton of money, especially now, yeah, like, yeah. A J- like a JL uh, original, but regardless of that, go deep in there and find some of the costumes he's made. It's unbelievable. Good cosplay stuff. Um, you're dressed up in this amazing costume. It looks good. Um, everything's going great. People are watching the show. We're all watching. I'm watching from home. I'm watching from home. And I got it on Facebook. I I know Nick was, somebody was living it. And then I was also watching along with Nick's and yours and everything else like that. And then we find out no win, no win. Yep. What was everyone's reaction when that happened?
2: um what live in Johansson's I don't even remember I was pretty trashed so um I think everybody was 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 pretty shocked I think they were as shocked as I wasn't like I said I, I knew I wasn't gonna win it I knew Laura was gonna take it so when I didn't win I was a little bummed but I saw it coming from a fucking mile away nobody else did though like everybody really thought I was gonna take this whole fucking thing and uh I think they were more upset than I was
1: yeah, I agree. I think it was one of those things that was it's like, you know, uh the rate for for Carroll County, it was interesting because Carroll County's never really had the magnifying glass on it. Ever. Uh from that standpoint. I mean at yeah. this point, at this point right now, I would say you're the most famous person in Carroll County. Which doesn't say much, but (laughs) which is it's fucking crazy, right? To even think about like right currently right now at this point in time, Jason Lynn is the most famous person in Carroll County. No one else is as famous that
2: lives in that area. It is what it is. Um, I think they're all tired of seeing my dumb face on the fucking cover of Carroll County times. Also, it's like (laughs) enough. I feel like at least once a week I get an article written about me. I'm glad it's over. Finally.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, the Baltimore Sun comes out with it. Then, you know, just recently, I mean, today, uh, it was a couple of days ago, right? It was yesterday. The, you got the key, the key to the city. Like, yeah, yeah real, like, it, Batman, it, yeah. like Batman got the key to the
2: city. You right. got the key to the fucking city, dude. It doesn't open any doors, though. That's the thing. It's, I've heard that. It was very deceiving. <laughs> I know. You're like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Did you see yourself – Ever,
1: as as much as you had, and I always feel like we we're we we're always more or less like the. I'm going to say like the, the only thing that will be able to kind of make sense to this would be like a Degeneration X versus Vince McMahon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You were always more like a Degeneration X. You were always like with authority or the 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 whatever was going from a standpoint of the normal, um, just like typical thing. You always stood up for yourself. You always did all these types of things. Did you ever, did you ever see the the city coming together? And do you feel like you've now kind of like meshed this together by doing what you did? Like this was like a, this was like a balance now where you can be different and that can be accepted now
2: and be celebrated. No, I don't think it ever occurred to me. Like I've always just <laughs> stuck to my guns and just did my own thing regardless of what anybody else ever thought of me. Yeah. So whether it was successful or not it's just what I did
1: because it's just amazing to me that like you would, you're, and I think you pointed this out in your post it was like you'd never think that somebody that you were I think it was like you, somebody like me ever in you know being handed the key to the city like whatever it is and you said some I think it was some somebody like me and I'm like no man I was like you're an entrepreneur successful entrepreneur you're uh, a successful parent you're a uh, successful business owner you successfully um did well on an, an actual tv show and you brought and you brought all of that back and leveraged it and helped everyone in the community with it like you took and went to greenmount station that was good for business for chris
2: oh yeah it's good yeah absolutely
1: that was good for Mr. Johansson when you had that there. That was, you know, I mean, you've leveraged, you've, you have technically have helped put Hampstead on the map now. People are going to now come and get tattoos at your, your location. And then they're going to also probably visit some other stores in that area or walk around Hampstead and kind of learn about the community and things of that nature. And I, to me, it was everything that you've done um, was a positive impact. There was no negative impact to you doing this. now that we know now that we know the show's over my question to you is being that you were such a huge fan favorite is there uh this isn't it they can't
2: be oh no i mean so far this is it yeah there's nothing no talks happening with me about coming back that you can talk about that i know i well yeah that i can talk about because lord knows even if there was something i would just bullshit you to believe that there wasn't correct yeah so you can't answer that but there but is that, a goal of coming back. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I got I, my, my nose wet and I want more of it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. And in and, and w- in one way or another, right? Like it ne- might not necessarily be on that show, but it could be some in, in some other things. Has this, has this, um has the show had any other impacts from a standpoint of any other opportunities for you?
2: Uh, No, not yet. Not okay. yet. It's just increasing my business tenfold. That's about it, which is enough right now because that's really all I can handle at this point. Right. Um, once my kid gets a little older and he's graduated, then we'll see how I can take advantage of this even more. Like I would love to do more television. I would love to just branch out and travel the world, which I just pretty much just come to, to Carroll County, come to Hampstead where I live to just tattoo once a month and spend the whole rest of the time just traveling the world, which is my ultimate goal.
1: Yeah, and you do that a lot anyway. I mean, I know that you do, you, you guys go on some, some pretty awesome vacations. You guys do travel a lot. I know you like to drive, right? Is that right? You like to, you, like, you, oh, I love one trips. trip we yeah, did the drive to somewhere and you actually came back the next day and tattooed me. It was the craziest thing ever. I'm yeah. like, dude, you just drove like 22 hours and you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. So once we're done there, obviously you're now marketing yourself online. You're using, uh, you're definitely using Instagram more. Thank God. Yeah, You're using Instagram a lot more, I feel like, than you were in the past because you were heavy on Facebook for, for all, pretty much always. And then I know that you've gone heavy now on Instagram, and it's yeah. really where you're spending a lot of your time, which I, which I
2: like because that's where I spend most of my time. It's marketed better for tattooers. Just, no question. I mean, everybody bitches about the algorithm, but it's still a free tool for marketing yourself. You can't, You can't complain. Now I, I made a video about the algorithm before, and I was like, "You're you're, you're so
1: de- worried about that. You're not worrying about what you're actually putting out.
2: You, you know? know,
1: you're not going to beat it. So why? Why? Don't worry about it. There probably is no algorithm. It's probably just a, a, something that they use to make up to 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 fuck with you. At the end right. of the day, all these social media platforms now you're you're operating on. This is that is a, in my opinion, when you
2: have a heavy following, it's almost like a full time job. It is, yeah. Right? My, my girlfriend was fucking hating it. Because I'm trying to to respond to everybody. Like I came from just over 3,000 followers when I started this Ink Master journey, and I would be happy to get a message that I could reply to once a day. And now I'm getting ready to hit 40,000, and I have several hundred responses in my DMs that I haven't even gotten around to responding to. And I never will because I just don't have the fucking time. Yeah. And I mean, you, you even said that, I think you were,
1: you were DMing everybody back. And I think you even said like, man, Hey guys, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take much. like this time. You almost felt like you were like, I got to take this time out of my day to get back to these people. And, and, you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. And
2: um, I hate it. I, I hate social media. I wish I could exist without it. That would be one of my other goals right there is to get to a point to where I don't even need social media to generate business. I can just go back to the way it was before it was even ever here. But we're just not going to be able to do that because it's just not the world that we live in. It's a completely different yeah, yeah, world, right? Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, there's a lot of really good tattooers out there that don't have Instagram, don't have yeah. Facebook, and they get along great just based off of their reputations, which sure. which can happen, absolutely. Yeah,
1: and my biggest thing is kind of understanding the, you know, where the next 10 to 20 years of business comes from, right? The people that, the kids that are, uh, let's say, 18 now, and when they're gonna be, you know, 38, right? And maybe still getting tattooed, you know, where do they spend most of their time at 18 years old right now? The understanding is that most 18-year-olds spend their time playing video games right. on their phone, consuming YouTube, consuming yep. Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, little probably not Facebook so much, but whatever. Regardless of that, it's just it's where the consumer is going to be over the next twenty years anyway. We already know that, so it's almost like a it's, it's a that necessary evil that you have to start to understand and start to create with. Um, and I think you've done a great job of that. How do you how do you balance that? How do you balance that with your day? Because I know you said it's very difficult, as far as not the the DM standpoint, but as far as getting information and content out daily is that something that you're just kind of like going on a whim with, or do you have a plan or a marketing plan in place? Or are you just going? Just winging it. You're just going. Yeah, me too. Me too, I'm the same way. Yep. Yep, exactly. So as we we kind of like tear in towards the the end of this, because it was just such a great episode, I, I always end with two questions and six answers. So the first one I think is more important than the second one. The first one is, give me three things that you use daily as an entrepreneur, as, as a businessman to keep yourself going, keep yourself motivated to continue to create, not only create new business, but to keep the business energized, keep yourself
2: energized. Give me three motivational things that you do every single day. Okay. I guess the first one is having a passion for what I do which is great. I love tattooing. And now that I am saying no to a lot of stuff that I didn't enjoy, I'm enjoying it even more because I'm only tattooing what I like. The other thing is budgeting, like learning how to budget, not just money, but your time is super important. And trying to find that balance Because if you can't budget, then you're going to go bust easily. And then the third thing would be um, the 48 laws of power which if, if anybody's ever read it, Robert Greene wrote this book called The 48 Laws of Power and it's probably the most motivating thing that I've ever read. I recommend it to anybody trying to get into business or even just trying to succeed at life.
1: Damn, so you heard that right there. 48 Laws of Power. Um, if, obviously, you guys are not going to crack a book, but most of you yeah. should be on Amazon. You can, I'm sure, get that on your Kindle or, or download it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like I said, that book is, that's what got me to the finale in Ink Master right there. And it's, it's pretty much designed around how to get what you want out of other people and how to make yourself valuable.
1: I like that. So I'm gonna have to pick that one up. Obviously I'm gonna have to read that now. Um, And then the second question is, and and again, you know, I know you kind of talked about, Hey, social media doesn't, you know, it's, it's a necessary evil to set and everything else, but you are, you are good at marketing yourself as your own personal brand. There's no question about it. Give me three tips in uh, people that are <clears throat> and this is in any, any industry, right? It doesn't matter if you're a tattoo artist, a real estate agent, a restaurant owner, a car dealer, whatever, it doesn't matter what vertical you're in. You have to start developing your own personal brand. It's very valuable now. And it's going to continue to be valuable. Give me three tips from a social media standpoint, content standpoint, creative standpoint, whatever it is that you utilize um, on a daily basis
2: um, to help build your personal brand. Other than the show, obviously. Oh man, I guess, um, Know your market is I guess is the most important thing. like know what people want to see, you know what people want to buy and know what they don't and and market to those people um, Christ that, that that's like the only one really when it comes to branding that I pay attention to. Um, what else is in there for marketing um fuck, man, I don't know. Like, that's really all I'm thinking well, about. Well, here's, here's
1: one that I, th- this might help you, might help bring it out of you. And this is one that I personally think that you do very, very well is you are 100% yourself on social media. You're not trying to be someone else that you're not, which is, from an opinionated standpoint or from a creative standpoint or an energy, you you stick to a very entertaining standpoint very often, right? Yeah. Difference between Jason Lynn and creepy Jason. There is a difference between those two people. Um, Yeah. We
2: got more. So I guess online, you're probably getting a good mix of both regular Jason and creepy Jason. I mean, on television, it was definitely like creepy Jason 150% all the time. And they even said that there is like, just be yourself. But be yourself plus twenty five extra percent. So, and that's how everybody was, which is cool. They got they got a good character out of me. Um, I guess, yeah. Don't don't conform. I guess always always be yourself. Unless who you are isn't marketable, then be somebody else. That's that's a good one right there, because that that's where I
1: feel like a lot of a lot of the discussions that I have with a lot of people right now is that they're 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 all selling. Right? They like, we already know what they do, right? Like, we know that Jane is a real estate agent. We know that because it says works at Remax, whatever in blank. We already know that about you, yet you're not willing to share any of these other things. So it's like, I don't put, now I don't even talk about what I really do for a living anymore. Really, I talk about things that happen in my life. Like, that post I did today was about, you know, that I'm, I haven't had a drink in like five years. And that, like, it was like fire, right? And then people are DMing me and they're like, I'm so glad that you put this up today. You know, that I'm, I went through the same thing or this other person DMed me and said, hey, I'm struggling right now. What did you do? And, and so to me that like that being vulnerable and being more yourself is, is something that will attract more people to you anyway. And it'll attract the like-minded people. That was one thing Jason was talking about before is that when, when he wants to do tattoos now, he wants to do tattoos that he wants to do. He doesn't have to do a tattoo if he doesn't want to do it because maybe he just doesn't like it. And that's really important. You start attracting people towards yourself that um, that you want to be around. And that really is kind of the
2: secret to life. I, I, I know it's well, I crazy, but- To kind of add on to that, it's now the stuff that I am saying yes to and the stuff that I'm putting on Instagram is the stuff that I want to do. So I'm only pushing- what I want yep. and not selling what I don't want to do because what's the point in trying to sell the things that you don't want to do everybody's going to lose then yep so I'm staying in my comfort zone and everything is getting because of my work better my fucking bank account is getting bigger everybody wins people are getting better tattoos because of it because I'm staying in my comfort zone and I'm marketing only the things that I want to do
1: yeah there's no I mean yeah and you can see that you can see that difference in the profiles um as we kind of get towards the end here, uh, where can everybody follow you? Because I know you, I mean, right now, I mean, you're, you're 20,000 followers ahead of me it right now. God damn it. Uh-huh. I'll have to catch up eventually. I, one day, I don't know what happens. But uh, where can everybody follow you?
2: How can they follow you? All right, cool. Um, online at creepyjason.com or on Instagram at, uh, at creepy underscore Jason. And uh, on Facebook, I'm easy to find on there too. So. F- phone number to the tattoo shop is
1: 410-374-2794 so you guys can call the shop obviously you can book an appointment um from from there you can also
2: book matter. an appointment on, on the website correct i only do appointments through the website now that's it everything is online okay
1: so fuck that phone number
2: fuck the phone number don't call the shop
1: <laughs> go to the website book your appointment um, who are the other artists that 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 uh, work for you so we can kind of give them a shout
2: out too uh, Missy Blue she's on Instagram at tattoos by Missy Blue and Troy Clements he's uh, tattoos by Troy Clements and Scotty Bing is Scotty Bing I think tattoos by Scotty Bing I think everybody does a tattoos by except me it's just my name.
1: Yeah, and Missy's been with you for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, both
2: Missy and Troy have been with me. Yeah, that's right. Missy's been with me for four years, and Scott's been with me going on two years now.
1: That's amazing. All right, Jason. Well, listen, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, best of luck to you in, obviously, everything that you're going to continue to do. Um, thanks again for, you know, shining a light on Hampstead, obviously, our, our little town. We, we Obviously, it, the, everybody there, I'm sure, appreciates it. And, uh-huh. um, you know, obviously, wish you would have won. In my book, you did win. You're my yeah. man. And am going to fuck my taxes up anyways. <laughs> And of course I got to get my, my, my next tattoo schedule with you, which that's going to happen too. I won't call the shop. I will absolutely 100% do it through the website and or through uh, our secret messaging app that nobody knows about. uh, (laughs) But Hey brother, I appreciate it. It means so much to me. And uh, thanks again. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks
0: dude. has been a Todd Collins Official production in conjunction with Platinum Reputations. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official, or visit us at www.ToddCollinsOfficial.com Want to be on the show or become a sponsor? Message us on Facebook and tell us why.